pop lock and drop it it's another pod fast and pop furious or pod pod lock and drop it i'm davis i'm chance we're digging into the bag and digging into the past uh, to find out about the uh, oh geez the saints scored again uh-oh here it comes to find out about the the ritualistic past of the fast and the furious as you know uh between films here between uh, fast one and fast two we like to uh check out the history the historical context of all our beautiful fast family and uh last week we saw of course baby boy starring mr tyrese gibson directed by mr john singleton who would then reunite on too fast too furious and we said hey why don't we check out where this guy this young hot young stud paul walker came from and what what landed him in the good graces of the fast uh fast fam well, and as it was revealed in the Paul Walker documentary... I am Paul Walker. Uh, that this hey, was, I am Paul Walker. Hey, cuh, I'm Paul. This was the moment where he met Rob Cohen, and he turned down another film to do this one because he wanted to work with Rob Cohen again. He realized that uh, the directors kind of make the experience. Right. Well, he did this before Fast. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's... He worked with Rob on this. Yes, was up and Rob for, was like, this kid's a movie star. Was up for another part at the same time as Fast and Furious. Turned right. it down to work with Rob Cohen again because that's when he started working explicitly with directors that he enjoyed and not just, you know, money. <coughs> Bless you. Fame, oh, fortune, God. power, fucking Dude, titties. I literally saw, like, the sneeze come out, like Triple H shooting the water up oh, in yeah. the air. Yeah, that was amazing. It's time to play the game. That was an amazing sneeze. The cerebral assassin. Uh, so what we have here, the skull. The movie that introduced the two. The movie that yeah, the meet cute between yeah. the director that that uh, 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 chaperoned the Fast franchise into the world and the the star who helped him do it. Yeah. The meat. Talking Rob Cohen. We're talking Rob Cohen with his bald goateed ass. And we're talking Paul Walker. Paul Walkie with his. With- tight slender bod i'll tell you right now this film immediately loses points for me because we're introduced it's there's one point in the film where paul's talking about boxers and i thought it may just be an interest of his Uh and i pointed out immediately i'm like yo paul's talking about boxing yeah he talks about uh he's got to punch his chance if he gets inside cuh well no he's got to punch his chance but if he gets inside that's when you know he's a brawler and not a boxer cuh but then later on it's revealed that paul walker is a boxer yeah and we didn't get to see any of yeah. it. We just got to see him in his trunks. Mm-hmm. Looking looking cute. Oh, mad cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I never got to see him box. It, it yeah. pisses me off because it would have tied in perfectly with Annapolis with the Tyrese right. boxing. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. You, wouldn't, you wanted a whole Annapolis-style subplot. I, right. Not just one scene of him. We in get the a ring. Scene, we get a scene of Joshua Lucas, whatever the fuck his Joshua name is. Joshua Jackson, Pacey. Yeah. All right, famous Mr. Jackson mm-hmm. is out here fucking doing... Samuel Jackson's white son. Doing his row game, doing like his fucking... Yeah, we uh, get to see rowing crew. Yeah, dude, he's rowing crew. Oh, oh no, it's real. It's what they call it, rowing crew. He's, he's rowing crew, and, uh, you know, at no point do we actually get to see Paul Walker box. Like, right. Come on, you're telling me you couldn't put in one Paul Walker boxing scene? Uh-huh. Give me some of that action. So if you were uh, like a folk, you were in a focus group and they sat you down for a test audience, oh, yeah. you would have been just give me boxing. That's give all me, I want. Give one... me one clip, even just one round of Paul Walker boxing. Right. That's it. And they would, would have taken a note and they'd been like, get this fucking maniac out of here. Nobody gives a shit about boxing. You know what? This movie may not have gotten 
exceedingly negative reviews. It may have just gotten negative reviews. No, extremely. That's extremely, how the, Wiki- the Wikipedia page, the reception uh, tab, referred to them as extremely negative reviews, and I think it had a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I revealed it. Oh, you, guess. you blew it away. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me double okay. check. Yeah, 9%. Okay. Well, I know it's in that region, so it yeah, would have been as good. That, what would you have guessed before I said 9%? I probably would have guessed that this was like a 20%er. Oh, okay. Wow. Even lower. Because it's one of those things like a lot of the times I like a movie a lot uh-huh. and it's a lot lower and then a movie I don't enjoy as much tends to rank higher than what uh, I would think it is. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. no. They, Breaking from the norm. You're a trendsetter is if what this, you're saying. Yeah. If this film had had boxing, mm-hmm. it could have at least broken 65. 10%. <laughs> oh, <you> just <laughs> double digits. Would have gotten 1% more. Yeah. From you. Yeah, back from, when you yeah. were reviewing for Newsweek I, back in the year 2000. Exactly. Uh-huh. Back when I was fresh out of getting my, my doctorates in film, yep, you know. At, uh, Columbia University. Yep. I would have been there in my smoking, or my drinking jacket. Mm-hmm. I had my goblet of Stella. I'm like, this is nothing worth seeing except for Paul Walker boxes at Professor Moriarty, I presume. Uh, it's oh, Professor this, Minter to this you. Was, this was also uh, produced by our boy Neil H. Moritz because this is Universal. Oh, so, so this is how they met. So we got, I mean, the trifecta. Neil H. Yeah. Moritz, Rob Cohen, Paul Walker. I mean, you got Pizza Boy right there. You got Ferrari guy. You got Fer- and you got Brian O'Connor. And sadly, uh, the car, at one point in this film, everybody in the Skulls gets cars. Right, they're gifted a, a new vehicle, a new right. ride. And... Paul gets a Porsche. Yeah, and I didn't even put that together in my mind that this was the car that... The, the not, car not the that, exact model or anything. No, but the, but the, the brand that murdered him. The, the brand that murdered the man. Yep. Man. So, this is a little heartbreaking uh, moment. When is me. The Rock going to get murdered by his brand? Seven bucks or Under Armour? Hit The Rock's the, brand. The Rock found strangled to death with Under he, Armour. On a the rock way. falls upon him and oh, like crushes no. him to death. Hoisted by his own petard. Yeah. Crushed by his own moniker. He smelt what it was cooking that uh-huh. night, and it was his guts. The Rock cooked his guts up in his own The Rock, rock cooked The Rock's guts when it smashed him and the heat set in. Oh, you, And his guts just did, melted on that Is that, that how rock. the Cowboys cooked out on the rocks? Yeah, dude. They yeah. set stuff out on the sun. We're like, oh, it's hot enough. We can crack uh-huh. an egg on this crack rock. Crack an egg on this rock. And then we just cook up. Cook rabbit meat out on the rock. And then we eat this rock uh-huh. meat. Rock meat. That's that's how, because that's how they got uh, such strong stomachs out mm-hmm. there, was eating rabbit meat. Because you'd have to eat some spoiled stuff right. occasionally. Spoiled You're out stuff. on the and range. Plus, it's got rocks mixed in. You get the rocks exactly. in your tummy. And that's no how, poison can stop you if you got rock tummy. That's how, that's how Pop Rocks was invented yep. by the cowboys out in the 1800s. We should figure out a way to make a candy that pops in your mouth mm-hmm. like when we eat but rocks, not in your hand. but it doesn't break your teeth like when we chew on rocks. Right. And they did it. They did it. God bless the cowboys. A snake oil salesman, a fucking rootin' tootin' cowboy got together and they mixed their snake oil with the rock meat. Yep. And we got Pop Rocks. A meat cute. A rock meat cute. A rock meat cute. The Skulls, 2000. The Skulls. Well, I remember uh, when I was a kid, my cousin told me they had watched this the night before. He was like, yeah, we watched this movie called The Skulls. And it was... And I was like, it was called The What? And he goes, The Skulls. And I was like, what's it called? The, the Skulls. And I was like, how do you spell that? Were you picturing a movie based on the chewing tobacco brand yeah, Skull? The Skull. <laughs> the Skulls. It's about the Skull family. 
how they created <laughs> created their empire, their dip empire. <laughs> their dip empire, dude. The dip empire started. So what happened? Out. What was the end of that story? That was it. Just the skulls, and then I found out he meant the skulls. But oh, okay. He just said skulls weird. His skulls. Because he was used to Pappy chewing uh, on the skull. The skull. The skulls. The critical consensus for this, this 9% on Rotten Tomahoes. The skulls is full of nonsense and empty of good script and plot. Yeah, his writing okay. is empty of good writing. Um, yeah, here's your plot description. This is uh, uh, no writer listed, so we don't know who to blame if it gets all screwy. In this suspense drama... Okay, I guess. A suspense drama. I guess. A college student finds himself immersed in forces beyond his control. Born and raised in a working-class Connecticut community, Luke McNamara, Joshua Jackson, made it into an Ivy League college where he's done quite well. His dream is to be accepted into Harvard Law School, but he knows that it will take more than a good report card to beat out the competition. When an upper-crust secret society called the Skulls asks Luke to join, he eagerly accepts, thinking that the club's connections will help him gain acceptance to Harvard. He enjoys the Skulls' luxurious lifestyle, but when his roommate, a journalism student, dies of an apparent suicide, he's convinced that something is wrong. The deeper Luke digs into the secrets of the skulls, the more he's convinced that his friend's death was no suicide and that he's put himself in more danger than he imagined. The Skulls was the first starring vehicle for Joshua Jackson, who gained fame on the TV series Dawson's Creek. The supporting cast includes Paul Walker, Craig T. Nelson, Hill Harper, and William Peterson. And it's also not a suspense drama. It's more of a suspense thriller. Yeah, like a conspiracy like, this is, thriller. Yeah, this is meant to be a thriller. Or, uh, yeah, sort it's, of soap opera-y. It's not I too like. thrilling, but it's meant to be a thriller. Uh-huh. And it's not too dramatic. Not only that, this guy came from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. So he's the weakest actor to come from Dawson's Creek. Because we also saw James Vander Creek back in Varsity Blues. I love James Vander Beek. Well, he, I saw in the IMDb trivia, James Vander Creek was considered for the Paul uh, Walker. No, no, the lead oh, role. Oh, that would have been, can you imagine Paul Walker and James Vander Beek? Yeah, it would have been Varsity Blues. It would have been awesome. Because we know those two have chemistry. Mm. We know they can act with each other. Right. Not only that, let's that go further, in. bring in Jessica Biel Ooh, Jessica and Biel. put her in. Wasn't she a Dawson's Creeker? Jessica Biel? I don't yeah. think so. What well, what show was she on? I don't I don't know Jessica Biel. Which show had the guy who turned out to fuck children? What? Oh, Seventh Heaven. Oh, the dad of Seventh Heaven fuck children. Oh, pretty sure Jessica Biel was on that. Jessica She's on Biel either Dawson's on... Creek or Hold Seventh on. Heaven. I'm on Jessica Biel's page right yeah, now. Yeah, look it up. Because I'm just saying, imagine Jessica Biel. Don't get me wrong. Leslie Bibb, amazing. Seventh Heaven, yeah. You're Seventh... Right. Okay, Leslie Bibb is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's great in this. Mm-hmm. But if we could have got in some Jessica Biel, we could have just had a full-on, like, TV stars coming together to make oh, a film. Oh, this guy, Stephen yeah. Collins. Yeah, Stephen okay. Collins. He fucked kids. Oh, Collins admitted to sexually abusing three different underage girls between yeah. 73 and 94. Yeah, and let's face it, 73 to 94, there's more than three. He's Those are just the three he's willing to admit. Man, yeah. That dude fucks kids more than mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey fucks some kids. Seventh Heaven was the reference to the age of the girls that were there. Yeah, seven. 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 <laughs> they were seven. Seventh year old heaven. Seventh. Seventh grade heaven. Seventh grade that heaven. Makes a more sense. It was his seventh grade heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take you to the dance. It was their seventh grade hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I'm just saying, I think Jessica Biel would have been a great uh, you, you, substitute okay, so for Leslie Bibb. So your your dream cast, James Vandercreek. Paul Walker. Paul Walker, Jessica Biel. Yeah. And you're keeping Craig T. Nelson? Yeah, oh yeah, I love Craig T. Nelson. Okay. I mean, we could get, uh, should Powers Booth have been in this movie out of the way, right off the top. Yeah, but see, okay, who do you think he should have been? Uh, as much as I love Bill Peterson... That exactly that it, P, that dude, southern senator role saving the day uh, being the the yeah. the goddamn either that or the cop I like Steve Harris but yeah, he would have been the good cop the cop would have been good Sparrow yep yeah. I mean imagine that the the gun blows Christopher McDonald away and you're like, him who with is the it big cigar yeah and it's boots st- yeah all right I feel like yeah know. the cop yeah, all right sorry Steve Harris you and your brother Wood you're cool but Steve Harris is dope man yeah, I love the Harris brothers. Yeah. What's Wood Harris up to? Remember when Wood Harris was in Blade Runner 2049 for all of about five minutes? Yeah, it was amazing. And he crushed it. What's Wood Harris doing in here? And then, I don't know, was he a replicant? Was he not? Who knows? I'm going to say this. You should read Dune Mm, before the Dune movie comes out. I should. I have a copy. It's it's a damn good book. How big is it? How big is Dune? I see a Dune over there. That's Dune. Yeah, I I actually have lent out my Dune copy right now. Nikki has it. Um, It's... It's thick, but mm. yeah, me too. How fast do you read? Uh, I mean, I can I can knock out a book quick. It just uh, it's the having the uh, the the wherewithal, the get up and go to actually pick up the book. And See, I think you'd like it because it deals with like a lot of politics in a uh. sense of like he's very anti like capitalism. Oh. And so it's like this idea of like we've gone to space and basically capitalized gone an entire space planet. Gone to space in the sand. Yeah, and it's that's capitalism sand essentially. Yeah. And he's all about the uprising. And it's based on the Middle Easterns. Oh. Like he becomes oh, those Middle Easterns. No, no, no. Those... Uh, our hero Paul Atreides like becomes one with the Middle Easterns basically, oh. and like uprises and takes down capitalism. Oh, like Rambo Three. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Oh, okay. Where I was like, oh, dude, they basically nine eleven a place in this book, oh. and it fucking rules. Well, that sort of ties in with the skulls because you told me that George W. Bush yes. was a skull in skull real life. and bones. Uh-huh. Is so a this is a real, real thing. It's real a, secret society. It's at Yale's. Yep, at Yale's. It started, in, I believe, eighteen thirty eight. Oh. And uh, they were very... Piracy. Yes. Uh, Taft. President Taft was one of the founding right. if members. If you don't remember Taft, he was too fat to get out of a bathtub, and that was the main number one yep. thing that he was the fat president Taft. for. Fat Taft. I w- if I made my own acid, I would name like a sheet of acid Fat Taft, fat and Taft. it would just be him in a tub. Oh, yeah. and if you looked in the mirror, it would make you look gigantic. Exactly. You cool. look fat. That'd be a dope. Fat Taft acid. Get on it, fucking Dude. LSD makers. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing out there? Come on, LSD peoples. Who even makes that anymore? Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong sitting in a f- fucking laboratory wearing a hazmat suit. Looking like goddamn... I don't know, Breaking Bad's men. <laughs> Looking like that Breaking Bad fella. Um, but yeah, no, so Skull and Crossbones, 1838, uh, were very anti-Catholic and Jewish people until two star football players of the Yale team turned out to be Catholic. and Or no, there was a Jewish star football member mm-hmm. and a black uh, star football member, mm-hmm. so they invited them in. The Black Bonesmen. And that was towards like the end, I guess. This is like post-Civil War past post like the original black clansman black bonesman black bonesman oh my god can you imagine the spoof yeah black bonesman that'd be that's like a uh 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 we're the ones who did the scary movies the brothers yeah 
The brothers. The, the Wayans brothers. Yeah, the Way. Oh, that's like a Wayans brothers. Black Bones. Black Bonesman. Wow, yeah. And it's this star black like QB from uh, Yale who like ends up getting invited into Skull and Crossbones. He becomes the Black Bonesman. Yeah, dude. Infiltrates him and oh. takes him down from the inside. Which, by the way, if you look up Skull and Crossbones on Wikipedia, one of the pages you can drop down are famous Bonesmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who were some of the famous Bonesmen aside from W? Uh, just presidents, like oh, okay. dumb so fucking a presidents. Of, a lot of people who got in because of their old money. And then... Basically, if there is a politician who went to Yale, he was probably in a Skull bonesman. and Bones. Okay. Yeah, he was a Bonesman. And then they, uh, so they finally broke their rule of letting in black people, like legitimately right after the Civil War, oh. and Jewish people, um, but didn't let women in until '93. Good God! They talk about a glass ceiling. Yeah, man, it's. Oh, you had all these... Couldn't do shit. You had the glass ceiling, and then you had up top, a bunch of fucking uh, human male skeletons, you know, doing clapping dances. And Led by Jack. Jumping around with their fucking jaws going... <laughs> clackering. Yep. Being spooky. And then down below the glass ceiling, you got fucking lady skeletons. Yep. And smaller, they're like, more why petite, can't Why can't we join our skeleton? Less skeleton-y? athletic, smaller skulls. Yeah. Why can't we join our skeleton <laughs> Right. Group? And they said, well, because you're a different shaped skeleton. You have baby-bearing skeleton hips. Right, you got wide skeleton hips. We're up here. We're more athletic skeletons. We're sm- stronger skeletons. We got bigger skulls because of our bigger brains up above yep. the glass ceiling. Yep. And that's why we can't let you... Who broke the glass ceiling? Uh, n- It didn't say like, who Day the O'Connor. famous girl was, but yeah. Ruth Bader could've Ginsburg. I could, see, I could see RGB getting in there. RBGG? R- RB- RBG. Ruth Bader... RBG? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. R- RBG. BFG. I said RGB. Yep, BFG. BFG. RBG with a BFG. Oh. oh. The Dune movie. How about the Poon movie? Me fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg from behind. I'd watch it. Yeah? Yeah, I'd tune in. Oh, yeah. I'd break another rib of hers. Probably her hip, too. I'd, yeah, I'd break my uh, own rib and suck my dick in front of her. <laughs> It'd be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's the original skull initiation ceremony if I had to run the skulls. You had to break your you rib to, break to your suck own your rib own dick. And suck your dick right in front of us. Can you imagine some poor bastards? Like, he breaks his bottom two ribs, uh-huh. and he's trying, and he still can't reach. So he breaks the next one, uh, still can't reach. It's like a Saw movie. He's yeah, just slowly he just breaking, breaking his ribs yeah. up to suck his own dick. Why wasn't that a Saw-like trial where break it's like, your ribs suck your suck own it? dick. Yeah. Just suck your own dick, and oh, you'll get out. Would you like to play a game? And he leaves them with a hammer. Right. And it's just... Oh, you smash, smash, yep. smash. And then they find your skeleton chained up and you're... And your, with your, with your, your fucking skull little right pee-pee your in your little, mouth. Your dick bone. Yep, your little your little bone <laughs> right and your big bone. bone. Oh, man. It's like in, uh, you know, in Jack Reacher. The guy from... Still haven't seen it. <clears throat> oh, man. I know, I gotta watch it. The guy from Terriers, uh, the guy that plays uh, Brit. Michael Raymond James. Oh, Brit's in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, may have just convinced me to like oh, throw that on tonight. Oh, you gotta watch it. Well, Werner Herzog is the villain. and uh, Werner's like, up in this yeah, shit as an actor? Yeah, and Brit fails him, and Werner Herzog is like, you know, uh, when I was in prison, uh, we did not have food, and we had to eat our own hands or some shit. And he like holds up his hand, he's got no fingers, and then he basically makes Brit eat his own fingers. That's amazing. Uh, By the way, I... Uh, I was wondering why, like, Uva never got back to us, uh-huh. and I was, like, looking at his Twitter feed recently, pretty sure that guy, like, lost his shit. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think there was, like, a bad divorce that happened, because oh. I know he's on, like, his second kid with a second mom. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, it's he like retweeted something recently where I was like, "Ooh, you're you're in a bad place." He went off the deep end. Yeah, huh? I think yeah. So I, you know, my heart's out to Uva. I hope things work out. Maybe you need to get in the ring with him and beat some fucking sense into his skull. Man's had two hip replacements. I mean, oh, I could geez. probably take him at he this point. He probably walks around like hooch. Yeah, I could probably take him at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd just run around him, make him twist real fast, and his metal hip gives Better out. Him out, yeah. It's all about finding that weak spot. Once Man, it starts dude. flashing, then you know exactly where to hit. Exactly, like a video game. Yeah, and you got to go through like three three waves of it. Yeah, and I got to like quick so, like uh, quick time event mm-hmm. hit hit the hit, buttons hit right, his, and then he'll back off to the corner, and then little Uvas will come jumping in to fight you. Yeah, and I just take them out as quick as right. I can so I can get the big Uva, and then just start unloading and then before you he your, recovers. Then you get your BFG, and you yeah. yep. fucking blow his fucking, blow his fucking head, head off. High. Yep. The skulls. How does it start? Well, we find out that Paul Walker was born a skull. That's right. That's one of the first lines. Joshua Jackson is rowing crew, and then fucking Paul Walker pulls up in his goddamn car, and he he stands up like this, and he stands up above the microphone of where I'm talking with my nuts If you can't see, Dave is standing up so triumphantly. Yeah, like standing up back straight, shoulders fucking puffed There is a vigor Uh in his stance. A vim. A vim and a vigor. Yep. And a cum and a uh, liquor. Um, and then, uh, they go, God damn, there's Paul Walker. He was born a skull. What's his name? Mandrake? Mandrake. Mandark. Um. Uh, Caleb Mandrake. Caleb Mandrake and, uh, Which, I just want to say this, okay? Yeah. And this is, this came out, I believe, before the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I think the first Harry Potter movie was 99, wasn't it? Well, okay, not the or movies, the books. 2001. The books, rather. Oh. The, this came out before the Harry Potter movies. Did it? Maybe. When was Sorcerer's Stone? Philosopher's Stone. Stone. Well, if you want to get the proper release date for England. The Philosopher's Stone. That's me. It came out in 2001. Okay, so this was the year before. Okay, so there is a lot of weird shit in this movie where I'm like, yo... And I brought it up several times, and I wasn't just trying to shoehorn in no, Harry I, Potter. I, I know what you mean, yeah. Those there are... was a ton of weird, like, Harry Potter shit, where it feels like whatever college you're going to is fucking Hogwarts. Uh, the skulls meet underneath of what would be Professor Trelawney's fucking classroom. I, I believe on Wikipedia it said they filmed at the University of Toronto. That's a wild-looking college, dude. Canada, man. They got everything backwards yeah. up there. Was Everything's that... flipped because of the glass ceiling. Like, who's the United this... States, and then there's a glass ceiling, and then and it's, it's flipped Canada. on the other side, and it's Canada, and everything's fucking backwards upside who... down. Okay, what I want to know is who in Canada was building castles? The fucking pirates that were up there. Canada wasn't founded until by the... It was founded by the French. Why are the French building French castles? French pirates, dude. Well, let's face it. Let's be who real. do you think started the skulls? The pirates. Who, do, who, who, do you... had, who had skulls on their flags? Who do you think found North America first? Fucking Amerigo Vespucci. That's why I was named after him. The Vikings, baby. The Vikings. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings Out landed on in their, Canada. They were on their fuck yacht. They were on their fuck yacht. They fucking crash landed in Canada. 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 And that's how they You're made their way. It wrong. They made their way across the frozen tundras of Canada. Right. Because they were down into Minnesota. They were born and bred for it. They was Vikings. Uh huh. They were wearing fucking fine fucking furs. They yep. had horns on their head. Yep. Mad horns. They had. The more horns you had, the more regaled you were. Uh-huh. They had fucking boots made of beaver pelts. Yep. And moose pelts. And moose pelts. But moose pelts were for the lung, like lower younglings. Like. Uh-huh. They would make them like underwear and stuff out of moose pelts. Because you kill one moose pelt and fucking you could shoe like five children. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, you beaver. had to go kill your own beavers and right. make your own shoes. Mm-hmm. 
It's all relative. It's all ratios. What the hell were you talking about? So the thing is, calls is he's rowboating. He's fucking. He's talking about how Paul Walker right. is. But we're introduced. More importantly, we're introduced to uh, famous Joshua Jackson. Yes. Uh, his girl Leslie Bibb, yes. who's fucking awesome in this movie. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I can't give enough kudos to her. Mm-hmm. And then his his uh, obligatory black friend. Yes, Hill Harper, Will yeah. something. He's like a journalism student. He like had job offers because he was like a deep. He was a deep diving journalist. Yeah, he was a uh, investigative. He, he snuck like, out. Uh, he, he sniffed out the fucking stories. Yeah, he was like that. Uh, what was his name? Seth, whatever the guy who got uh, the alt right. Rogan killed Seth Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was him, right? Yeah, uh, in uh, the interview. Yeah, that's, that's he snuck it out. He's got based him on killed. Seth Rogan in the interview. Uh, the IMDb trivia actually said that he was quote unquote modeled after Rob Cohen's Harvard roommate or something. Really? Uh, Rob Cohen went to Harvard? Harvard? I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, I think that's the wildest revelation (laughs) is that Rob Cohen is a Harvard grad. Hold on. Well, that's what he brought to this man. He, he knew dude, he was part of that fucking skull. He was pissed off. He was pissed off that Harvard didn't have a secret society like Yale. And he was like, he tried to start one. He was born in uh, Cornwall, New York, attended Harvard, and graduated magna cum laude in 1971. Damn, dude. Probably. Nah, you know what? I'm going to take back what wow. I was going to say. You did good. You did good, Rob. Okay. What do you think? He, he was a double major. What do you think he concentrated in? I don't think Harvard teaches film. Anthropology and visual studies. Okay, so visual. That His makes sense. first endeavor in filmmaking was a commission's recruiting film for Harvard's admissions office in 1970, which became a senior thesis. Okay, dope. Oh, That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Well, I was going to say, like, maybe Rob should have stuck to uh, doing, like, Harvard grad-type jobs, but then I thought about it. I'm like, but then we wouldn't have the we Fast and Furious. We, we wouldn't have, have the Skulls. We wouldn't have Triple X. Yeah. We wouldn't have the Hurricane Heist. Dude, Rob... You made the right choice, he baby. Is, he is quite the story. He immediately went to L.A. Uh, he turned his back on his Harvard degree. Was working degree. At a kennel, as a kennel boy at an animal hospital. And then he finally landed a job as a reader. Dude, a reader. He started at that's, the fucking bottom. Dude. Well, that's... I uh, I watched... After I watched Mile 22 last night, I decided to pop on the raid. Uh-huh. Because, like, you know, I got my eco. I need right. some more eco, dude. Like, But by the way, folks... Eco th- you wanted an eco thriller. Yeah, by the way, folks, Mile 22, fuck the reviews. That movie fucking slaps. Uh, that movie is 90 minutes of nonstop fucking ownage. But I throw on... Uh, uh, the the the, the, raid. Uh, the raid, and I find out like I'm reading about it, and Gareth Edwards like uh, fucking followed his wife out like, and then like she's from the descent of wherever they filmed it, like Philippines, I think Indonesia, Indonesia. He's Welsh. Yeah, he's he's a Welsh. That's I was like watching the movie. I'm like, I know Gareth Edwards is, like Welsh. Like why why yeah. did he like end up doing this? Followed his wife out. Was doing a documentary on this martial art. Uh, ended up right, right Penchak Salat. Yeah, yeah, right. Wrote a script about it, and then it was too much money. So then he limited it down to what became the raid. Right. And like he originally wrote the raid too, right? Or yeah. Barandal. So he wrote the script, had to have it translated to give to the actors. But he met Eco, and Eco was a fucking jam- or he was a delivery driver, oh, delivering like shit. Too. Yeah, delivering shit, and he was like, "I need you to be in this." And look at him now, dude. He's in Mile 22s with Mark Wahlberg's. I know. And Gareth's out here doing monster flick flicks. Dude, it's fucking dope. The top. Wait, monster flicks? Isn't Didn't Gareth do the monster flick? King Kong's? That's Yeah, that's Gareth Edwards. He did Godzilla. 
Gareth Evans. Oh, okay. two different Welshmen. Too many Gareths. Gareth. Yeah, too, Gareth sorry. Gareth Evans is the raid guy. So you can excuse my yeah. confusion, but yeah. all right. Here's a Rob Cohen story. For I you like those. As a reader, he distinguished himself by discovering an unheralded script he found in a slush pile of neglected screenplays. Recognizing its quality, commerciality, commercial, commerciality, commerciality, yeah, and uniqueness. Cohen wrote in his coverage that it was the quote-unquote great American screenplay, and this will make an award-winning major cast, major director film. Goodwill Hunting. He championed. No, this is back in the seventies. Oh, okay, seventies. He championed the piece relentlessly, with his own job at stake. As Metavoy said that he would try to sell it on that recommendation, but promising to fire Cohen if he could not. Universal bought it that afternoon for a record price, and it. This became, man put his job on the line, and it became the Academy Award-winning movie. Do you know what it is? 70s? Yeah. Oh, my 70s cinema is garbage. The Sting. No shit. Rob Cohen found The Sting in a slush pile as a reader. And, okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, I worked in film for eight years, like, throughout the, the 2000s into the mid, like, what we, 2012s and shit, up until, I don't know, when I left. Regardless, I was there, like, those late, early 2000s into those mid-teens. Ooh, fuck, I'm getting burps. The natty daddies are hitting. Into the teens. Those stories, I promise you, like, cannot happen anymore. They're like a one in a million story if they mm-hmm. do, but, like, they just do not happen like this anymore. The, you, there's no ladder of mobility. No. You know, there's no breaking that glass ceiling. There's no, there's all no, the skeletons are up there. All the skeletons are holding the glass together, and they're <laughs> reinforcing it with bone, and, I mean, you can't break through bone. Right, it's tough. It's their femurs. But, like, reading the story about, like, Gareth, like... He uh, used a Panasonic, like, fucking HD camcorder, basically, that it just released. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's how it has to be done. Where, like, But then it gets ruined by people, like, no offense, because I love them, but David Lynch shooting goddamn fucking movies on his goddamn iPhones. Was it David Lynch who did the iPhone movie? Soderbergh. Soderbergh, okay. Sorry, I do tend to confuse those two. Because they're both awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Soderbergh shooting films on his fucking iPhones. That ruins it for people that are trying to break in that are going to shoot a film on their iPhone because he has millions of dollars to back up the footage he shot and can color grade it and like do fucking ADR recordings and things like this. It makes it impossible for people that are actually thinking like, oh, that's viable. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Mm. Like, got to find your own way to do it. And it's... Uh, you got to find that lane. It is... I miss the days of like 90s cinema. Like... Kevin Smith, Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, like those guys who just had a great script, had a dream, and just went out and like bankrupted their credit. A boy, for a camera, it. and a dream put his house on the line. And $30,000 worth of credit cards. That's like, uh, I was just reading an interview with Shyamalan, and he had to put his house on the line to make uh, the visit. Yeah, the visit. And the yeah. visit fucking owned. Yeah. And he said, like, now, he's like, I'm not going to make a movie with a, a monstrous, gargantuan budget. I'm going to make it for the least amount of money I possibly can, which is what he did with the Glass. Well, and that shows is uh, these people, even these great directors who broke in in the 90s. Like, look at Kevin Smith. He had to buy his own script to make it. Uh, Red State. Mm-hmm. Like, we get these fucking directors that broke in in the 90s. And, like, Tarantino is one of the, out of the three that I can name really heavily, Tarantino, Rodriguez, Smith. Tarantino's the only one who's continued to have, like, a gorgeous career with, like, his weird one-hits that then it's, what, eight years before the next Tarantino film? You know what I mean? Like, maybe not eight years, but, like, there's big breaks, and it's never franchise stuff. The longest break was probably between Jackie Brown and Kill Bill. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It's like 97 to like the mid-2000s. Right. Like but, 2004. But then look at uh, Rodriguez, who was at the top of his game, it seemed, when like Sin City came out. Yeah. And then he started doing Shark Boys and Lava Girls. making movies and with his fucking machetes kids in his garage. Well, actually, that Alita Battle Angel movie is getting really good reviews. Is it? Yeah. That yeah. Dude, that movie actually looks cool. It's, I won't lie. Dude, the power of Jim Cameron, baby. Another thing, it took him that long to team up with someone like Jim right. Cameron, who then can fund that, can and give him that backing. I guarantee that probably that's... has a very mercurial producer oh, yeah. control. It's over it. everything yeah. I've heard about Cameron. Trust me, he's on there. Like, no, it needs to be done like this. Yeah. But also, that's a lot of money backing. That's probably the biggest budget film Rodriguez has ever done. Yeah, I mean, he's he's making them for dirt cheap in his right. fucking shed with you know Rocket and Rebel. And Smith started to fall apart as he got to Jane Silent and Bob Strike Back, and he auctions off Red State. And then reveals, like, which was a great, like, PR stunt. Buy it with his own newly formed company to make it himself. It was a great PR stunt. And I think that Red State was profitable because of the PR stunt. If it had just been made as anything else without any of the PR leading up to it, right. it would have been nothing. Yeah, I remember the hullabaloo because I was reading, uh, ain't it cool news? I was big in Oh, yeah, cool fat boy who shits news. himself. <laughs> Harry Knowles, baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's... I would love to do one day an episode with you, Dave, where we just talk about cinema history. Mm. Like, I know we want to do chases and things like that, but I also think we owe it to our listeners, if they've gotten this far, our, our view on cinema history. Because you're, you're much deeper than I am, but then I've worked on it, so it's... I think the, the best way to possibly do it would be to work our way backwards. Yeah. And I think Through if, time. if we can tie it into the car movie, because, I mean, we talked about, like, Corman... Yeah, and the we god. Could, we could go back to the seventies. We could go back to like New Hollywood and talk about shit like that. Do an ex- a fat minisode. Right. Yeah, almost talk about uh, start with a car movie or something that would have influenced the Fast and the Furious, and then sort of cause, branch you know, our way. Yeah, out. you know how we go off topic and we fucking, we do. Yeah, I mean, like we did just now. Like yeah, for the past like ten minutes talking hmm. about whatever, uh, talking about the Sting. Anyway, that's that's pretty cool. Rob Cohen keeps the coverage framed on the wall of his office as this gave him his first identity in Hollywood, quote-unquote, the kid who found the sting. See, that's a great fucking Hollywood story. Mm-hmm. That is. Does he still work for Universal? Like, is he tapped with them, or is uh, he... I don't know, because he did Hurricane Heist, and that was and with, that's like... Beijing companies <laughs> yeah, What was right. the name of that uh, company that put... Entertainment Studios Motion Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> They're put, they put out that Replicas movie, the Keanu one. Dude... I'm trying to see that tonight. I might roll out in the snow. I might have to roll out with you. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I I hadn't heard of that movie. You showed me the... It looks fucking insane. The synopsis thing you sent me, and I, like, about lost my tits. Oh, and the Sting thing even ties in, because we just watched Ballers. Ballers. Just a few which, months ago, yep. which had a big plot twist about with the Sting. Sting, yep. Without Rob Cohen, this podcast would not be possible. Yeah, no, absolutely. Not a single moment of it. We owe you, Rob. Rob. I am bowing my head to you. Look at we this man you. right here. Look at him, dude. On the bridge of the USS Abraham Lincoln. That's a bad motherfucker. Look at this fucking guy, dude. Head See, bald. I bet he inspired Vin Diesel. Why couldn't he have put out an offer to box? Look how old he is. He is 69 years 69, old. 69, perfect age. Why couldn't he have put out an offer to box his critics? 
You know what I mean? Like, my career would be so different if I could have boxed working, Rob working Cohen. Working the side of Rob Cohen, dude. But no, Uva Bull had to want to box his critics. I boxed him, and here I am, sitting oh, in a man. fucking 4 by 8 room with you. <laughs> We're going to have to do stealth at some point. Dude, talking about Jamie Jessica Fox, Beale. Yeah, Jessica Biel. Uh, so the Skulls. It's not a very good movie. It was pretty boring. It, yeah, I gotta it's... say the the best elements of it are like the the cult stuff when they're mm-hmm. in like the the ritual room, the weird ritual shit. Yeah, they and do. then the uh, the car chases. There's a couple car chases toward the end, and so it, it, I think Rob Cohen really shows his hand here as like a B movie, a B action director. That's where he works best. So we'll say, let's just jump forward and say, like, okay, he uh, we introduce our characters. Okay. Do your do your do your real yeah. quick. Plot let me synopsis. let me quick it up. Okay. Um. Him and his black buddy fucking get into an argument, and his friend, his black friend who says, like, the weirdest shit I've ever heard, he's like, nah, that's the thing about friends, there is no middle ground. Which I feel like is the antithesis of friendship, right. there's always middle ground. Compromise yeah. and things like that. But regardless, so they aren't friends, but they're still roommates, and then famous ja- Joshua Jackson goes on, he becomes a skull, he's doing, like, weird cult shit, um, his black best friend fucking ends up like investigating the skulls he gets murdered he breaks into paul walker's car we think it's a suicide but yeah he broke into paul walker's car then paul walker confronts him and then we cut to him hanging he had to get the key they everybody gets a key and a rule book it's a book book. it's a rule book with when you open the front page there's a key inside and then also they get which made me question they get branded on their wrist with a little skull symbol and they get a watch that goes over over it yeah exactly to hide the brand which seems impractical you're gonna have to wear that watch every everywhere is very impractical uh, yeah. like just brand me on to my your butt, wedding dude um so then uh famous joshua jackson is like very like distraught and he's like my best friend killed himself but i don't think he did right and then the movers come in they're cleaning out this dead dude shit and then they find a hidden uh bookcase and he finds uh paul walker's uh caleb mandrake book behind it because each book has your name on it mm-hmm. and so he takes it and he's like oh my god i think they killed him put two on top of two then they're putting a very cool cult scenario where you're put in a cage and you have to admit your like worst what was it called liar's hell it was liar's hell yeah and you had to admit like your worst doings to each other you can that you could ask any question, you would have to tell the truth while laying in this Mortal Kombat cage. And he asked, famous Joshua Jackson asked Paul Walker, what is the worst thing you've done in your life? And Paul Walker says, I had sex with my mother's best friend. Sounds like the coolest thing you've yeah. done with your life, honestly. Um, so then it goes on, and it turns out, like, police are fucking paid off by these people, the judges, because there's a judge. They own everybody. Craig T. Nelson is a judge. Yeah, he's it's a, the deep state. Yeah, he's a judge, and then William Peterson, who stands there next to a giant glowing green crystal skull, is a southern senator. Yes. Who can't talk like a Jeremiah Honeydew. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure he was based on Jeremiah he was, Honeydew. He was absolutely Jeremiah Honeydew, came to Universal Studios, said, I'm here to tell you my life rights. And he did. For six figures. And man, the gator skins improved in quality after that. Because so much money went into hunting gators. Uh, I I funneled five of those six figures into my gator hunting uh, capabilities. And uh, I I, I hired several teams to go out. Teams of three into the swamps. Into the swamplands. And I upgraded my... My hide tanning capabilities as well. Many capabilities were upgraded. Well, and that's how I've heard, Jeremiah, that yes, like, the best way to flank a gator best is way. because their eyes are on their side of their head. Uh-huh, so they you got send, an eye on the left side and you an eye on the You send two people mm-hmm. on the sides of their face yep. 
And then the person who attacks comes right down the middle. Straight down the middle. Because there's no eyeball in the middle. Well, that's why I have the team of three. And then up in the top of the trees, there's Honeydew waiting with a sniper rifle. And now are you, like, in the skulls? You're taking pictures of them. You're, like, recording their life and, like, gaining blackmail in case they try to fuck you. Absolutely, yeah. You have to uh, uh, gain incontrovertible truths. And proofs against them that they are out there committing frauds and sins. And then you dangle that over their heads and you say, you will never turn on Honeydew and you will never turn on the skulls. And so now, is this a based on a true story in the sense that, uh, you know, Craig T. Nelson's character tries mm. to uh, coup d'etat your ass mm. out of the skulls. That's right. And you go, you know what, I'm more clever than you. And you f- lead uh, famous Joshua Jackson's girlfriend... Mm. Uh, Bib to the yeah. the institution, the mental institution they put him in, where he's drooling all over his own yeah. penis. That's that part was and, based on my father, Frogman Honeydew. Oh, that was based on Frogman. He was in the psychiatry unit of the local psychiatry because he turned on the skulls. Yeah, yes. He, my father was the inventor of the skulls. Okay, and he said he had had enough. Yeah, they was trying to oust Frogman. Oh, how could you? Yeah, that's exactly what how I. How could you oust the founder? It was well, it was that Colonel Sanders had no good. Coin of Highland Sanders. Mr. Sanders was in there. Coin, no, Coin. Yeah, a, Cur- I'm he's sorry. He's of a military rank. I, I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I don't like to. Uh, it was a military coup. I don't like to placate people's military strengths because I think the military is bad. So. Oh, well. I'll that's why you, I call this, him Mr. This Sanders. This one member of the military in a speciality was bad. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, military Colonel Sanders came in there, tried to take over the skulls with a military coup, tried to install a, a junta. A junta. He tried to install a military junta led by his skull army. Okay. And he had these, a skull army? Yeah. Was yeah. it similar to like Cobra's army like against G.I. No, Joe? I mean they were actual skeletons that he had raised from the dead with the... Oh, with the Black Necro- Magic. With the Necronomicon. Yeah, that's... Yes, Very that's much right. like Dungeon Siege, the movie. Mm-hmm. We don't fuck around with no Black Magic down at Honeydew Plantation. No, sir. No, I can't we might, we, I might have a living out in the shed making ghouls and homunculi and Frankensteins. Do you ever fuck with a voodoo doll? I don't fuck with voodoo. I don't fuck oh, with black magic. No nothing. voodoo. No voodoo, no sir, no how. Now is it because it's made by black people that maybe you're... you're... No, no. Uh, I mean, just because it's black magic don't mean uh, I don't like no black people. Right, but voodoo like comes people. from like Haiti mm-hmm. and it's... Uh... Let me tell you, son. My maid is a colored woman. Okay. Don't you ever speak foul. I was just asking. I'm trying to get to the bottom of the story, sir. Oh, uh, well, there's a lot of deep webs and complexities to this story. I mean, you got Coyne Harlan Sanders coming down. He was a carpetbagger. A lot of people don't know that. Coyne Harlan Sanders. Carpetbagger. Uh-huh. He started out up in French Canada. Oh, yeah, can't trust him. Came from a family of French Viking pirates. Came down carpetbagging into the south. Thought he could take over, call us a bunch of southern rubes and whatnot and what have you. Can't uh, trust him. Mm-mm, can't trust none of them northern cities like in carpet baggles. Uh, and uh, he came down, he said, I've been opening up chicken chains all around Kentucky and now down here in Georgia. And we want to open up some chicken chains. And uh, Well, is that what happened? You, I remember I was reading your Wikipedia and it showed got, me that uh, you my, had... My what now? Your Wikipedia. You're on the internet. You're what very, that is? Now, it's a place where you can go and find out about people or things or movies. Things like the like library. Yeah, very much. Like an okay. internet library. Internet library. And I saw that you had once started to try and open up a gator chain where you were mm. feeding fresh gator That's to right. people. That's right. Georgia Fried Gator. Ga- yeah. Georgia Fried Gator. Okay, yeah. Yeah, hey, never, it never quite caught on. You know why? Because Colonel Coyne Sanders done put the kibosh on it. Because he had, by that point, he had installed his military junta of skeleton soldiers 
blocked me out of the ritual room. And the oh, skulls, not the ritual room. That's right. And the skulls were his. They belonged to him. He put the kibosh on me trying to start any sort of businesses down there. Now, did you ever gain back control of the, the, the ritual room and the, and the skulls themselves? The war rages on. Oh, it's still going. That's why I constantly have Eleven out there in the shed making poil-handed revolvers, poil-handed mm-hmm. carbine repeaters, poil-handed BFGs, now, creating ever, Frankensteins and homunculi Have monsters. you ever thought that, I mean, you have the edge on the monster making, but That's like, right. have but, you ever thought that maybe you could make like more updated weapons, like a... <laughs> Pearl-handled M16 Well, or that's something? why I'm working on the pearl-handled BFG. Oh, the big fucking gun. Yeah, that's right. I, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm familiar with the big fucking gun. That's right. We're, we're, that's That one's still in the developmental stage. And that'll that'll turn a man into gelatin, uh-huh. if I'm and not you, mistaken. You don't even want to know what it'll do to a skeleton army. <sighs> Dust. We're going to find imagine. out. <laughs> yeah, Dust. So that's right. We're going to find out about... Six to eight months is what Eleven is telling hey, me. Hey, if you ever need somebody to learn what snorting uh, skeleton army bone dust will do, uh-huh. I'm your man. You're I'll the snort man. it up. Well, that's why. You it remember, could turn me into a skeleton I done army. hired you a couple months ago. I know. I'll get you in there and you snort up I'll dust. I'll snort up some dust. We won't never see none of them skeletons never again. No nah, sense. man. I'm going to shit them out. <laughs> oh. Honey dude's starting to get a little tickle in this. Hey, throat. why don't you get back? To... You got to get back on the That's cruise, right. man. I got to get back to this. Uh, we got Coyne Harlan Sanders coming down there with his skeleton army. They said they was going to try and uh, uh, take out my experimental uh, uh, gator fried chicken that I was opening up. Can't let down happen. In the, down in the, the middle of the mall down there. Can't let happen. I was trying to, I got I got everything updated. You can pay with your smartphone. Or oh, you can Apple that. Pay. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, so we got we got to stop him from getting. That I'm glad you're here. taking my advice and you're updating your 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 payment methods. Yeah, and I mean, like we we're well, we gonna start with the the Google Pay, and then uh, we gonna work our way up from there, and uh, maybe uh, getting some anti aircraft guns or something. Because you never know what he can do with that black magic. They you might will get definitely some, need some anti aircraft dragons or something. Yeah, they may he or. may be hunting out there for some mm-hmm. dragon bones to raise. He's gonna raise the dragon army. You never know what the hell they gonna do with this black magic, Colonel Sanders. All right, anyway, honey, real dude, son of a bitch. honey dude getting a tickle in his throat, so What's I'm going to have to pour me up a hot toddy. Before you leave, Honeydew, yes. you've seen the commercials. Mm. It's Colonel Sanders seems to swap flesh. What's a commercial? It's on a television set. What's you know? a te- Hold on. You know, like the thing that's behind us. You're in this room. There's oh. the TV set. You know how, like, moving know. pictures happen? A, mo- a cinemagraph. Right, but there are commercials that he's oh. doing, and he keeps—he seemingly swaps flesh every commercial. He's a different-looking Colonel Sanders, so he's figured out the way to swap flesh. His soul has transferred from body to body, like mm-hmm. Denzel Washington in that cinemagraph *Fallen*. Something you need to be aware of. Uh-huh. You need to be on top. That's of it. one of the only cinemagraphs I know about because my granddaddy, Frogman Senior, honey, dude, was friends with Thomas Edison, and they brought a pro- projector into my room while I was a sick boy one day and they showed me the cinemagraph falling. I'm a descendant of Tesla, but I'll let it slide. I'm happy to work oh, with you, sir. you knew Mr. Tesla? <laughs> let's Not just, personally. Let's just say uh, we have his brain in our shed. <laughs> let me know if I can ever speak to it. <laughs> well, that's another thing that's in the developmental stage is speaking to the brain of a, of a long-deceased man with... We're electrocuting it constantly, trying to see what... Stimulating. What Stimulation, yes, sir. Yeah. I know all about that. Anyway, a hot toddy awaits me. My Negress nurse has it pulled up for me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'm you, out Mr. Of here. Honeydew. God, what a pleasure. It's, <laughs> always, it's always good to have my boss, Mr. Jeremiah Honeydew, in here. Yeah. 
He's a nice guy. He is. He's surprisingly respectful. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he really... Uh... So Skull's uh, uh, man kills himself. We think he kills himself. They jump forward. It's right. uh, He's tracking classic, him down. Classic conspiracy thriller stuff. And then it I turns mean... out that uh, Paul Walker's like, my dad does everything for me. I've never had to take responsibility in my life. One thing I found interesting was that... Um, there really was no mystery element to it. Like, basically, his roommate was dead, and then five minutes later, Joshua Jackson was like, the Skulls did it. And then and Paul Walker shows up, and he was like, yeah, the, the guy died on action. And that's what makes it so dry. Is there's, there's no suspense to the suspense drama. There is a scene where Paul Walker comes in, and he destroys all the skull bugs in, right. like, the phone and shit. There's never a moment where I'm going, oh, Paul is, like, one of them, or he isn't mm-hmm. one of them. It's... Truly, like, Paul is just a manipulated son of the Skulls. And and there's no sense of, like, how deep does this go? Because we know how deep it goes. It It goes to, like... Immediately. Local politics. It goes to a judge and a senator, and there's no... no Within the state, at least. I mean, I'm sure they could have gotten weird and been like, oh, up to the president. Right. He could have gone Mark Wahlberg, mile 22, where he's talking to Mother, and he's like, uh, permission to smoke this motherfucker in broad daylight? (laughs) Like, right at the beginning of the movie. Drone strike that guy at the end. No, then he goes, permission granted. And Mark just shoots his brains Uh, out. uh, Or it could have been like Mark Wahlberg and Shooter when he goes to the cabin at the end and Danny Glover's smoking the big cigar with the lady. Oh, what a scene. He blows them all away. He just murders everyone and drives in the sunset. There's nothing to make you ask questions in this movie. All your questions are asked and then answered within like 10 minutes. There's no deeper sense of paranoia. There's no, it's not like a parallax view or all the president's men or something where you got that sinister man in the shadows who's like peaking your your sense of curiosity well and that's where it fails right like we're supposed to be in the the kid's point of view of like being introduced inducted into this society and so it is the question of like how far can i go and how far does it go Mm -hmm. and every time a question's answered or asked it's answered like and it's we never get a sense of like this this feels like a secret society that only deals with this state Whatever questionable state we're in, yeah, that's the state that it deals with. Like, and then um, your 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 comment about uh, just following his point of view made me think of like a good noir or a neo noir. And a, another thing that does is like question how far your character's morality stretches. Right. And it, uh, never questions it. Right. Never questioned uh, Joshua Jackson's moral code. It's like okay, as soon as his friend's dead, he's like, I'm done with the skulls. Yeah, and that is. Maybe like forty minutes into right. the movie, and like up till that point, what's he done? He's climbed a building and torn a weather vane off. And yeah, like, he hasn't really had to do anything all that. And like banged out a hooker alongside Paul Walker. Oh, this is the best moment in the movie. We should, or at least the best music cue. It should definitely be mentioned. He's talking to Paul Walker at like this this gala, this skull function. They're dressed it's their up real introduction. Nice. Yeah, it's they're wearing like, tuxes. It's like a banquet hall. You've been inducted into right. the skulls. Now welcome to your first skull party. Right, and then Paul Walker said something about like, uh, my dad loved to be a judge or something and joshua jackson is looking off into the distance he goes speaking of love and it goes can you take me in slow-mo we see these hot friggin smoking friggin babes walking in the hottest wearing tight ass fucking prom dresses looking fine woo and then uh paul walker leaves with two friggin babes on his arm joshua jackson and this whole time 
Creed's hire is, is playing. playing in the background, dude. Well, and the chick walks up to famous Joshua Jackson, and she's like, hey, are you Joshua Jackson? Uh-huh. And he's like, how do you know me? And she's like, I know everything mm-hmm. about you. So, like, they gave these hookers dossiers. dossiers yeah, or, did they have to eliminate them afterwards? Uh, dude, I imagine these hookers all died afterwards. Yeah, just in case a, they were pregnant. Just lagoon somewhere. Yeah, dude. Um... And not only that, there's a point where Joshua Jackson hires his stoner friends, who apparently are black hat hackers, and they legitimately have, like, six echelon fucking, like, materials. They're using, like, optic cables to sneak yep. around. They have, like, trident There's goggles. a man hiding behind a suit in uh-huh. a secret passageway. They rappel down from a fucking uh, fire escape. And beat up point. Shooter beat McGavin up with a metal bat. Yeah. It's... It's wild. It's there is wild shit in here where I'm like, yeah, there's the Rob Cohen I know yep. and love, but then so much of that that's it's just boring. Coming down to the suspense drama, the suspense drama element of it is where it fails. It's just yeah, it's boring as shit. There's no suspense because we get all of our answers immediately after we ask a question, right. and it's all we get is cool action sequences, which I think leads into Rob Cohen doing so well with the Fast, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. There's, uh, as far as car action goes, there's one sequence where Joshua Jackson steals the film of the, the his friend's death, and he's getting mm-hmm. chased by uh, Christopher McDonald in a Jeep, and there's you know a couple yep. cool power slides and shit. And then uh, there's a, Leslie Bibb fucking right. pit maneuvers the motherfucker. Yeah. Then there's this big sequence where they break Joshua Jackson out of the psych ward. And Leslie Bibbs driving, and then Shooter McGavin's chasing her in this Jeep. And that was a pretty cool little chase. You got that pit maneuver. You had they smashed, it was a great some, chase. They smashed through some logs. They like veered past a fucking tractor trailer. Cool they went over sand a little, traps. Yeah, a little and dirt shit. mound. Yep. And they crashed. And it was then, a very cool scene. Yeah, it was a good little action sequence. And that was probably the most exciting part of the movie. That and the. I like the, uh, the design of the ritual room. Yeah, like, the ritual it's, it's, room it's is like gorgeous. Circular, symmetrical, and it did look like Mortal Kombat you mentioned. It had like this, it, it did have a cool like ancient... Uh, like spikes could come up out of this fucking yeah, floor. out of the floor, yeah, absolutely. Like Shang Tsung was about to rise up. And not only that, I'll say it is uh, very similar to me, like I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, and there's like, you're chasing after a cult, basically. It's yeah. before the Assassins and the Templars exist. And there's this cool thing where, like, you're in ancient Greece and you go into this cave and there's, like, this cult with, like, these weird masks and shit. Except yeah. in this movie like they're wearing weird wide shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this Mr. is... Mr. Monk. That's what Paul Walker calls him. Hey, thanks, Mr. Hey, Monk. thanks, Mr. Monk. Hey, cuh. And it's, uh... There is... There's a lot of cool shit to go off of in this movie, but the movie itself never takes those cool threads and runs with them. Yeah. It, constantly brings us back to this weird life of famous joshua jackson yeah. who i don't give a fuck about honestly yeah. like at the end of the day i don't give a shit about the main character and i didn't care for the look of the film either it looks it's got this like soft lit like soap opera there is only it. one scene that i really enjoyed and it's when he turns the tape into the police and it's just all oh, green like handheld thing and it's where... these weird it's constantly it's a i forget what it's called but there's a thing that you put the camera on and you can go dutch and back it's basically got oh, a curve like it sways yeah and it. so you can sway it back and forth and that's what it's doing the whole time and not only that it's like pushing in and pulling yep. out too like and it's it's weird and cool but honestly like for that scene because it seems like none of the actors into it who's the gentleman who plays the uh, the black cop Steve Harris. Steve Harris seems like he's just there for the paycheck. Well, like he, he should have been Powers Booth. There, like, all right, there's our first segment. Because there's should a Powers scene, Booth have been in this movie. It should have been Booth. They punch into him at one point, uh-huh. and he just looks like he didn't even know the camera was rolling. Right. Like he's just like, mm-hmm. get this goddamn weird camera Dutch angle face, yeah. on his face, and it's like, okay, like 
I don't know. This movie falls apart, and it seems outside of Paul Walker's performance. Paul is your number one boy. Yeah, I like the. I thought Craig T. Nelson was really good. Craig was. He was good as like a mustache twirling villain. I'll say top three: Paul Walker, Craig T. Nelson, and Leslie Bibb. Yeah, they were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. As much as I love Peterson, I don't know why he went for the southern accent. It wasn't good. It uh, was weird. It. Yeah. I mean, I love Bill Peterson. But I think it was because the man of, was in Manhunter. Yeah, I think it was because of Honeydew's license. That must have been it. He was he, like, that was yeah. in the in the the, the contract. contract. Yeah. yeah, you had to make an attempt at my. And Honeydew my is role. a busy man. He only yeah. had time to show up for like one day to show him how he talked, and that was it. You know. Yeah, and then Peterson was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got CSI to go film. Yep, and you know, uh, would you recommend this movie? Um, as a curio to Fast fans, yes, just to see the early Cohen. Early Paul and, yeah. If you're as interested in this shit as we are, sure. If not, uh, no. Don't. I mean, I don't know how it managed to spawn two direct-to-video sequels. I don't know. I I don't either. H. Moritz needed the money or something, but... Because it's like, if you are not interested... Tax write-offs for Moritz. It's like you said, if you're not interested in the fast history, this is such a fucking... It was it was boring movies. Yeah, you're gonna find yourself on your phone a lot. Like, some some of it, I mean, there there's there's pieces, cool stuff. There's pieces and parcels of interesting or funny things. Uh, in the when the security footage happens and you see the guy die, you get to hear Paul Walker say, "Dead, I killed him in the ritual room." Yeah, that made me laugh. I wish I could get that. Remember back in the day when you could prank phone call people and go on the website and yeah. click like links and people would the soundboard. Say, yeah, the soundboards. Yeah. I wish I there was a soundboard for that. <laughs> I killed a guy in the ritual yeah, room. Yeah, I killed him in the ritual room. Oh, roughing the passer on the Saints. I know, yeah. And it, uh, it was a first down. It was your last chance. I think last we, chance I romance. I think we might be able to pull some shit. Um, so, so Booth should have been the Steve Harris role. Yes. Who was the hottest person in this movie? Leslie Bibb. You like Bibb? You especially yeah. liked her in that scene where he goes up to her dorm and she's got like... And she's uh, got the pigtails and she's painting. And she's got and glasses on. And like I said, noted, she looked like Jaws' girlfriend from yes. Moonraker. Yes, immediately I was like, do I have a fetish for like Jaws' girlfriend? Mm. And it's you might. possible. She's an attractive lady. It's quite possible. Um, and she has this... There's a fun little setup. She's got a dumbwaiter in her room that goes down to Joshua Jackson's room below. And they send pizza she tricks to, them with pizza. Right, they send pizza to each other and stuff, and then she uses that to escape Shooter McGavin later in yeah. the movie, which was fun. Great Shooter McGavin, by the way. Yeah, great, Glad use, to see great use of Shooter. He's in it very little, but he uh-huh. kills it in the amount Every time you in. see him, you're like, fuck, there's Shooter. Gotta and he crushes away. it. Yeah. He brings it. Everybody's so. a Shooter. Yeah, if everybody could have been on Shooter's level... Yeah, this movie. Bring bring that shooter gravitas. Yeah, dude. The McDonald, the classic McDonald gravitas. Yeah. Uh, for me, hottest person got to be Paul. Yeah, Paul was. He's shirtless a couple dude, times. The boxing twice. one, and then earlier and on, he's wearing his Adidas uh, track pants, and he's, got and he's some rubbing an albino girl albino weirdly. Girl from there, yeah, man. I oh, he's more of that. God, he was a beautiful, beautiful man. He was. It's. That's the thing is, I feel like it's always Paul for me. So I got to go with Leslie uh, Bibb. I got to give just it a to shot. diversify a little bit because yeah. she was she a she was one of the top three actors in the film mm-hmm. and b she she was hot man. The, she's the aged pigtails. Grace, she's aged very gracefully. She's yeah. a beautiful woman. I think I'm just a fan of pigtails. Mm, you like those pigtails? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh. Ladies, if you want to be my lover, you better put pigtails in oh. your hair. Make them last forever. Pigtails never fail. Yep, nailed it. Out of there six coronas, how many would you give to the skulls? 
two, just because two. of the car stuff. At two the end. is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah two. the car. And stuff. there is a duel. There's a fucking they, the duel is pistol dope. duel. Yeah, yeah, they pistol duel at the end, yeah. folks. That was good. I like that stuff. They pull. I mean, they pull out ancient fucking uh, Francis yeah. Drake pistols. As they, not even a duel of like pick a regular normal human like modern gun right it's, it's no we are using pearl handled honeydew pistol you have like a pirate like pea shooter yeah. you have like a fucking minute man stuff that shit with ammo <laughs> yeah. fucking long barrel gun uh-huh. then you just have another random like it, it looked like a dual barrel fucking gun on the end uh, it, uh, hell if i know weird jamestown roanoke crotoa shit yeah dude and goddamn uh Paul Walker tries to crow toe himself and disappears without yeah. a trace. That would have made me real sad if he crow toed himself. But nah, dude. Famous Joshua Jackson. Saves the day yet yeah. again. God bless him. And Paul Walker shoots Craig T. Nelson in the shoulder. Yep. And that was the last of the skulls. Then Bill Peterson takes over and he's like, I'm the skull now. I am the skull. I am the skull. And famous Joshua Jackson walks out. He's like, what are you going to tell me? You're never going to return the favor when I ask for a favor upon you as a fucking famous lawyer and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. And he walks out, and he goes, that's it. Hey, well, he calls him son, too. Oh, that's it, the son. So I, I, he, I forget what he says exactly, he, but he's like, that's job, the movie. Son, or good job, son, or something. That's the so movie, son. I think the son. hint is that William Peterson's character was his dad, because his mom was dead. And yeah, well, he said both his parents were dead. dead. I, I, think it, I think it was, I mean, at least on the Wikipedia page, they seem to be convinced that he was I like dead. that fan theory. He, I think he, it's a fan theory. He takes to him quite quickly and closely he, he does but it's i feel like it's and because he's doing the right the thing. way he looks at him at the end is, is with such pride though see i think that the skulls have gotten too big and they're getting too corrupt with themselves mm. and he wants it to go back to when like their influence is minimal mm. where they just only nudge things in a way not yeah. force them to okay. look away just a little flick and not a push yeah and so i think he saw I I don't believe that he was his son because I, I think that he's just saw somebody as who's a free thinker mm. and couldn't be chained down by some fucking like weird cult. Mm. Free your mind. Yeah, dude. Don't be a part of the Illuminati. Un- unchain your fucking mind. Be a part of the Freemunati. Oh, did the Saints get the ball back? Uh I think it was an interception. Cool. Oh, this is fuck. It's what I called, guys. Uh, it's what uh, I said would happen. Did it bounce off Alshon Jeffrey's hand, maybe fumbled. I don't know. Oh, Alshon. Like Alshon blew oh, it. Alshon looks like he's crying on Doug Peterson's shoulder uh, right now. I guess we got to get out of here. This has been the Skulls next week. Too Fast, Too Furious redo. Paul, too Fast, Too Paul, Furious. Paul, Tyrese, John Singleton. Luda. Luda. The intro to Luda. And God. Sookie. Devin Aoki. From yeah, that's her name. DUA, Dead or Alive. Man, we're going to have so much fun. And Cole Hauser. The, oh, God, Cole. And Eva Mendez. Eva Goddess Eva. If we had more time, we would stuff some Cole and Eva in here between films, but we really got to blow through these to get to Hobbs and Shaw in August. We do have a lot of beautiful films to take part in where it's Uh like, even if they just showed up for a second in a fast film, there's plenty for us to pull on. There's so much we could do. People are like, every time I mention this podcast, people are like, how can you all go for so long? I don't think you understand how many actors have been in the Fast franchise. Eight films. Goddamn... 15, 16, 17, 18 years. We haven't even gotten into Helen Mirren's filmography. I know, dude. We got fucking Helen Mirren. She's like ancient. She's yeah, like dude. 90 years she old. She's been dude. around since like the fucking the filmography was invented. We can do Idris Elba now. Yeah. We can watch Rock and Rolla. Yeah. That would be a weird pick, but yeah, we could do that. <laughs> watch 28 Weeks Later. Oh my God, 28 yeah. Weeks Later. Renner. Oh, dude, God. Renner. Renner. What a film. Uh, Rose Byrne. Oh, what a goddess. All right.
I've been Davis. I've been Chance. This has been Podfast and Podfurious. You've been our friends. We've been your lovers. Salute. Me familiar. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hot dog. What's he got up his sleeve?